So Lipson, Buzzsprout is another one, Simplecast, Anchor, Megaphone, which is also owned by Spotify, another one called Omni, and then Transistor.fm, which if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you'll know is one that we talk about and use almost exclusively. And we'll talk about the almost more Mm. as we dive in. Welcome to the Pod Circle podcast, where we bring practical tips and insights for every podcaster. Whether you're just getting started or you're already a seasoned podcast pro, these conversations dive into all the topics that matter most to you. All right, today we're talking all about podcast hosting, what it is, what features to look for, and ultimately, which podcast hosting platform is going to be right for you. And we're going to share the podcast hosting platform that we use for 99% of all PodCircle clients. So first, Kyle, what is podcast hosting? We're not just talking about being the host of a podcast, right? right? So podcast hosting, uh, simply put, a podcast hosting platform, it distributes all of your podcast content to listening apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. So this is what, at a very base level, this is what all podcast hosting platforms do. And so I'm, we're going to talk about seven of them, and we're really going to do the deep dive in, in the next episode, but today we'll just kind of yeah. be an, an overview. So some of those platforms that you've probably heard of are Libsyn, um, which mm-hmm. they were the first to market back in 2004. So they've been a scene in a long time. Yeah, they were the, the very first. So they were actually founded about six months prior to Apple starting to support podcasts in iTunes, if you remember those early, early days. Oh, I um, do. Yeah. So Libsyn, Buzzsprout is another one, Simplecast, mm-hmm. Anchor, which has just recently been rebranded as Spotify for podcasters, and yeah. Megaphone, which is also owned by Spotify, another one called Omni, and then Transistor.fm, which if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you'll know is one that we talk about and use almost exclusively. And we'll talk about the almost more Mm. as we dive in. So like I said, in our part two of this episode, we're going to break down these seven different platforms and give the key differences between them and tell you which one we use. Hint, it's Transistor. (laughs) And we're also going to tell you exactly why. Yeah, I feel like this is just going to be an ad for Transistor, but it's strictly (laughs) because we love it so much. And honestly, you've used a lot of platforms. I've used a couple of different hosting platforms and I just continue to come back to like Transistor is the best bang for your buck. So we'll get there. We'll talk about it. We know kind of what a podcast hosting platform does. It gives it to all the people. It spreads it to all the different places that people can get their podcast. What are some of those differentiators that we're talking about that really set different ones apart? or could help us identify which one would be best for us. So the first one is going to be the user interface, which mm-hmm. as someone who is, you know, managing a lot of podcasts for our clients, yep. it's it's really important. So just a simple um, feature like dra- being able to drag and drop your MP3s. So important. Yeah, it's really nice so you don't have to go and dig through, you know, files and folders and things like that. And you'd be surprised how many podcast hosting apps still don't have a drag and drop feature. So, to me, you know, as someone who I jokingly say, I, I just sling files all over the internet for a living, that ease of use and that functionality is really important. The second yeah. one is just that it's an intuitive user interface, that the functionality is really mm-hmm. intuitive. So simply put, when you log in, does it make sense? Like when you create a new episode yeah. or maybe you're starting a new podcast um, and something I think that Transistor does light years better than anyone is even just helping you get your podcast channel started and then your podcast episodes distributed, like pointing them to all the different listening apps like Apple 
and Spotify, that used to be a real headache. And Transistor Mm -hmm. has made that really streamlined and just really, really step by step. So, you know, are things laid out in a way that makes sense? That's that sort of stuff. I remember when you helped me set up my very first podcast distribution on a host site. Uh, We were doing Lipson and it was so confusing. We were over Zoom and you were showing me things and you're like, I think this is the way we do it. It was it was complicated to figure out. I remember specifically around Apple. Um, and once you get it, you're like, once we get it, it'll be set forever. Yeah. But we've got to go through all of these steps. So got to go through the steps, got to create an Apple ID, you know, things yes. like that. So it's there's some steps to getting that stuff set up. So the last one I'll, I'll say here. And then again, one of the, the things that I really love about Transistor is that they have little helpful explainer hotspots mm. everywhere. So if you just mouse yeah. over, it'll tell you what this form is that, you know, they're just, it's really helpful. And I've actually learned some things just about like, you know, podcast subscriber numbers. They have a helpful little explainer in Transistor that says that that podcast subscriber numbers are really difficult to count and to measure. And it kind of gives yeah. the reasons why. I've never heard, I've never had a host explain that to me before. I just always wondered why, like, but why don't they give me my subscriber numbers? Well, it's, it's actually really hard to tell that because they're pulling all this data from all these different listening apps because it's not yep. just this one big thing. It's not it's not easy to tell. So that's funny that you mentioned that because I was in our transistor. You recently helped onsite move over into transistor. And yeah. I saw that same thing. And I was like, oh, that's super helpful having to report to stakeholders all the time. And they want that number. And I'm like, it, I don't have it for you. And even just getting the language around that was was funny. So that's that's ironic that you mentioned that. What are some of the features that a hosting platform can provide outside of just distributing it to all the places that you need? What are the other things that you could look for in a podcast hosting platform? It's a great question. The biggest one, in my opinion, is something called dynamic ad insertion. If you're running ads on your podcast, this is the way of the future. This is the way it could and should be done. So We'll talk about that a bit more in depth in the next episode of this podcast hosting series, but that is a big one. Another mm-hmm. one is the ability to post your audio episodes to your YouTube channel. So Transistor, they have an integration with YouTube that allows you to do this. So if you're not quite ready to make the investment into starting a video podcast, this is a great, easy, set it and forget it kind of way to get those audio episodes up on YouTube, all you really have to do is, you know, is sign into your YouTube slash Google account via Transistor mm-hmm. and then just hop in Canva and create just a static image that is what's going to be displayed while the podcast is playing. So, so just like an optimized size for YouTube. Exactly. If you want to go into your YouTube account after that and then swap out that thumbnail with something that's more customized for that episode, you can do that, which well, I would great. actually recommend you do. So another big one, especially if you're you're working with multiple people, is managed user access and roles. So you use this a lot at PodCircle, right? Definitely, especially when I'm setting up or migrating people's accounts over to Transistor. Like you, like I just, Mackenzie co-hosts a couple different podcasts for her organization. I just gave her, right away, gave her admin access so, so that she can do anything that, I can do in the platform so that she can make any kind of adjustments needed. It's nice too, because you can also give kind of lower level access, just member access. And I think there's a level where you can just, someone can just hop in and pull analytics. So I really like that kind of gated access just for security purposes. Some of these hosting platforms also allow you to create a basic podcast website, which I think is really, really nice. If you're not Mm -hmm. ready to go and have one designed for your website, maybe you don't have a website yet. 
they've got, I know on Transistor in particular, four different templates you can choose from and you can customize the colors and things like that. It's just a really, really nice landing page for your podcast. And that's what we use for Pod Circle Podcast. It sure is. Yeah, at least for the time being. And then you can also, so right now our URL is, I think it's podcirclepodcast.transistor.fm, but yep. they do have the ability to to do custom domain mapping. So say we want to redirect that to podcircle.com slash podcast, and it's kind of more a part of our website. I really, really like the ability for folks to be able to do that. I think it's a really nice touch. Moving on is the ability to have private podcasting. This is actually the how I found Transistor. I was working with a really large company and they wanted to produce a private podcast that's, that was internal to just their people. Um, mm. But they wanted it to be available on all the popular listening apps, but to be private, if that makes sense. So it's not searchable, yes. totally private. I loved the idea. I'd never heard of it. So I went searching. I found Transistor. They crush it. They do really, really well with this. So that's actually how I found Transistor. So as opposed to saying, I'm just going to give you a link to listen to this and it's external, they can go where they're already getting their podcast and kind of just keep a user flow a lot easier. Yeah, it's actually, they do have to subscribe. So it's a separate RSS feed. So yes. getting a little bit in the weeds here, like just a normal podcast, like this one, mm -hmm. PodCircle Podcast, is one RS RSS feed that is distributed mm -hmm. to anyone who wants to subscribe. So they all subscribe to the okay. same RSS feed. A private podcast feed, and this is how they keep it truly private, is that there are separate RSS feeds for anyone who subscribes and it's invite only. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's really interesting. And it's all, you can manage all of it within Transistor. You can add people, uh, you can remove mm. people, say they leave the organization. I think about it in, in a use case where one of our clients they have a Patreon, but they want to move away from Patreon, but they want to keep a private exclusive podcast for, I guess, for their monthly subscribers. Their super fans, yeah. For their super fans. And so I'm I'm going through and I'm thinking through a way to, to maybe create a, po a private podcast on Transistor mm. just for them that we can manage, you know, those subscribers and all of that good stuff. So a lot of great stuff there. And at some point we'll, we'll do a whole episode on private podcasting. I think we should. And like the subscriptions and how that's really taking hold right now. I just see it all over. And I think we need to have a conversation about that later. I couldn't sure. agree more. And Apple has just created their own premium subscription yep. thing. So people are really leaning into that. And I think it's a really mm -hmm. great offering. Just moving on here, video podcast hosting within Spotify. That's kind of another key differentiator to look for. To my knowledge, there's only two platforms that do that. And they're both owned by Spotify. So if you want to host a video podcast within Spotify, you're looking at Anchor, which has actually just recently been rebranded re as Spotify for podcasters. Um, so rest in peace, Anchor. And then the more souped up version of that, which is called Megaphone, which we will talk more in depth about in the next episode. And then the last one, the last key differentiator is just analytics. How good and how detailed is the analytics re reporting that the platform has? So like Mackenzie mentioned earlier, when you're reporting analytics to key stakeholders, they want to know, yeah. you know, how many, you know, what's our average download numbers per month or maybe what this episode get. Mm -hmm. um, do they have really good analytics to where you can dig into those numbers and get the kind of numbers and data that you need and want to report back? This is a small thing, but since we have made the transition over from Lipson to Transistor, I'm loving the analytics. One, because 
in Lipson, when you schedule a podcast, let's say I schedule, like I release on Mondays and I schedule the podcast on Thursday. So it's all set. I don't have to think about it again. And it yep. goes live on Monday. However, the analytics reporting starts from that scheduling in Lipson. Mm. So if I wanted to say, how well is my podcast doing in the first 24 hours week? If I wanted to pull those kind of stats, they were always off. Like mm. it's like Lipson about a year ago moved their analytics to show you like 30 day stats and 90 day stats and, and that kind of stuff. But the analytics were off. So for example, if I went on holiday, Last year holiday, I scheduled like three podcasts so I didn't have to think about it and can just do Christmas. I got ahead. You and I worked ahead. Uh, we did this for my maternity leave. You and I got ahead and I scheduled mm-hmm. a ton of them. My analytics were just a mess. Mm. In Transistor, they go from the day that it goes live and then they actually show you the first 30 days, how many it got every single day. So it's got a collective number and then it's got one day one, day two, day three, day four all the way to 30 days. And it's such for someone who like wants to know how is different topics, like getting really in the granularness of yes. how is this topic resonating right away with our audience? Are they eventually listening to it or listening to it right away? That's been an interesting feature. And then there's just, I mean, the analytics in general, like how you want to cut it and slice it, what kind of story you want to tell, it really depends. And you have, I mean, I have been able to get all the analytics that I need in one place rather than having to go to Spotify and Apple and here and there because Apple will give you its own its own stats. But as Spotify continues to take over more of the market share, Apple's stats are like not as important. Before it used to be like, well, the majority of our listens are happening Apple. That's fine. Spotify's actually surpassed Apple. So I think it's just been really great to have them all in one place. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've always been really impressed with transistors, analytics. And to your point, you can you use the yeah. data to plan future content. So what's, yeah. you know, what are people responding to? What are people sharing? I think that's really crucial information for informing what you're going to talk about. We want to make data-driven decisions. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited to kind of break some of these down in the next episode. We're going to wrap this one up for now. If you have any questions about this topic, maybe you're not on a platform that has some of the features that, we're talked to, that we talked about today and you'd like to consider migrating over to one that does like Transistor, just shoot me an email. It's kyle at podcircle.com, K-Y-L-E at podcircle.com. And I'll help get you sorted out. Also, if you just want to check Transistor out, we have an affiliate link in the show notes. So if you just go to our show notes Mm -hmm. and you scroll all the way down, there's a link down there and you can check it out. Awesome. Yeah, that's all for today. Next episode, we'll break down the seven podcast hosting platforms that we mentioned. And uh, until then, we'll talk to you then. See you next week. Thank you.